Good afternoon and welcome to the Mr. Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Mottram. It is a Thursday in mid-September and I haven't been watching Nats baseball for a couple weeks. So who better to catch me up on all things Nats than the author of the Nats baseball blog, Harper Gordek. Hey, Harper. How are you, man? Hey, I'm doing pretty well. I mean, I've been watching the Nats, so I'm qualified to be here. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, you might be overqualified. Uh, I mean, you could just really just be like following along on Twitter and probably be very well versed. Yeah, that's a, that I just basically that's what what I'm going to do is just scroll through Chelsea Janes and Jorge Castillo <laughs> tweets and just repeat them to you. Yes, yes. Reportedly, Bryce Harper is still hurt. Um, no, he's running today. <laughs> oh, well, this is actually one of the things I want to catch up on. But yeah, I, I've been. Uh, on the road, uh, I've been doing like fantasy football drafts, uh, watching the Redskins. Unfortunately, I've kind of let myself slip on the Nats and their you know twenty game division lead. Um, mm. So yeah, I guess let's let's start with Harper. What's what's the status with him? Bryce is you know he he got hurt a few weeks ago. The the General consensus is that hopefully he'd be back by the end of the year, and it looks like he might be. Uh, he still hasn't done any real baseball activities, but um, today it seems like he's running pretty hard. Uh, he has done some light tossing and stuff. I think that the goal is just simply to get him back for a series at some point this year. Uh, if it's the last series of the year, then so be it, but... They just want to get him some at-bats. I think if he's healthy enough to play, he will play. Mm-hmm. So that is all we're asking for right now. The key baseball activity is just, like, hitting <laughs> home runs. <laughs> like, that's, that's pretty much yeah. what we need out of you, Bryce. Yeah. They'd like to see him, they'd like to see him you know, just run doing baseball stuff at mm-hmm. a normal speed. And if he can do that, then he'll play. Um, it. it what would you put the, I mean, I, I know this is totally like shot in the dark, but are you like 80% confident he's coming back? Like what, what's the general feel? Yeah. I, I honestly put it pretty high. Cause I think mm-hmm. Bryce will play if he can at all play. And I mm-hmm. think they'll play him if he can play. Um, yeah. I, like, I don't, I don't think they're going to be as cautious with him as they might be with a, like a Steven Strasburg, like they have been in the playoffs in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's a kind of injury they think, well, if he gets a little more dinged up, it's so be it. We sit him back out. He doesn't play till next year, but we can, we can take that chance. It's not like he's, his arm's going to blow out and need Tommy John. Uh, so I'd put it pretty high. I'd put it at 80, 90%, um, which is, I mean, it's, it's fascinating because that's one of the things about the Nats is you don't know. You could have a worth Michael Taylor, Bryce Harper outfield for game one of the NLDS, mm-hmm. or you could have a Howie Kendrick, Michael Taylor question mark outfield. And and that's one of the things to kind of watch over these next few weeks is do those guys come back and, and how do they play when they do come back? Uh, because it was a bone bruise diagnosis, I think I'd forgotten how horrific that injury looked when it happened, but I just saw a replay just like by chance yesterday. And it was like hard to watch, like hard to watch mm. the slow-mo of his knee buckling. And it was just so violent. Yeah, I, I looked at it, and my initial thought was, oh, that's terrible. And then my second, my second thought was, how does that compare to what Adam Eaton did? And mm-hmm. so I went back and watched Eaton's, and there was just something very weird about when Adam Eaton came down on that leg. Like, it just kind of gave out on him, as opposed to Bryce's kind of 
bended, bent the wrong way. Um, so once I saw Eaton versus Harper, I was like, well, maybe he can, maybe this isn't going to be like a torn ACL. Maybe, maybe he'll be mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. And apparently it was, but um, yeah, the, that it's hard to get past that first initial moments where you're screaming, oh, he's Mickey Mantle hitting the drain in the outfield. He's done. We're, we're, right. we're sending him off the DH somewhere next year. Uh, Adam Eaton, another thing I'd forgotten about. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, that's understandable. It has been a long time. <laughs> it was awesome that like two weeks or whatever. How yeah. how many games did he get into the season before that happened? I mean, I roughly. I want to say he made it to the end of April, but maybe okay. not. Um, yeah, it looks like he got a twenty three games. So yeah, so he made it probably to the, all the way to the end of April. Roughly. It was it was enough to get a taste, and it was like, yeah, I like I like Adam Eaton being on the team. Like it, that was those were good days. Um, you mentioned a couple different outfield variations there worth in Michael a Howie Kendrick in Michael a I thought worth was like back and you know, unless he kind of bombs uh, you kind of pencil him in. Is that not the case with worth right now? Well, that's not the case mm-hmm. today with worth. Um, mm-hmm. He, he was hurt again and, and had to go out. Um, now he has, and this presents an interesting question because you know I agree with you. I think if Worth is healthy, then he will play, um, as long as he's not terrible. The problem is, is that since coming back, he has been terrible. He had that home run, which everybody remembers, and you know, like that's great. And then he's had like one hit other than that since then, <laughs> in the games that he's come back. Mm-hmm. Um, so he does not look ready, and and that forces Dusty to have a, a difficult decision because Howie Kendrick has been very good um, subbing in for him. Um, do you put Kendrick in, who's a better fielder and who's hitting better, or do you go with the leadership, the veteran guy, the guy you know who's been there, um, and the guy who may not be here next year in Jason Worth? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I still think unless Jason Worth is ending the season hitting 050, he's going to play. But right now he's hitting 050. So, yeah, and I hope he turns it around. I feel like he, I mean, not that deserves got anything to do with it, but I'd like to see him get a victory lap. Yeah, I think everybody. I mean, I'm not Jason Worth's biggest fan. Like, I like him as a player. Don't I'm I'm iffy on him sometimes with what he says and how he acts. Mm -hmm. But uh, (laughs) I can't deny the guy has has made a seven year contract that looked bad when it was signed, he made it worthwhile as worthwhile as you're going to make a contract that big right. work. And, and that deserves some credit. <laughs> I, I like how you're like, I like him as a player, but I'm not sure if he'd be a good hang. <laughs> you know? yeah, I mean, it, for some people, I think he'd be a great hang for me. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I what about, there, so there's been, uh, they called up Victor Robles, what, like a week or two ago? I don't know when, when that occurred. Yeah, rough, or kind of right after Labor Day. How are they using him? What's the what's the plan with him? It'll be real sparing. What you've seen now is he, he – I think he started one game. Maybe it's been two. Um, he's only had like five or six at-bats. Um, I think that's what you'll end up seeing. He'll be kind of a – he'll get a one or two more starts, maybe three mm-hmm. the rest of the year. He'll mm-hmm. get a – at bat here and there. I honestly, it, 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 it'll depend on worth. I think if worth goes out again, for some reason, they might up the Victor Robles 
mm-hmm. starts because they may want to use him more mm-hmm. in the playoffs. But mm-hmm. as long as Worth is playing, I think he's just here for the experience of sitting on the bench and watching and, these guys play. And he's a top 10 prospect in all of baseball? Yeah. Is that right? Oh, yeah. He, he is a legit top prospect. I mean, I, I think most places have him top five. Um, so he's someone they expect to be a – solid to all-star level major leaguer is, is kind of the projection and, and we'll see if that comes to play i mean you know the prospects are prospects but but he is a legit prospect i mean it's my, not, it's my, not one of those where, my expectation <laughs> my expectation is hall of fame is that too high okay <laughs> um first ballot might be right. i think he might be have to wait to the second ballot right uh and he's only 20 is that right is he yes that he's 20 that's yeah, awesome. he is 20 years old. Yeah. Are there any other interesting um, call ups, like, you know, guys getting a taste? I mean, I don't think so. I mean, other people may disagree. <laughs> yeah, like define interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah. Offensively, you know, Andrew Stevenson's another prospect who's been called up. Um, Adrian Sanchez is a guy who's done well in AAA. Um, not much mm-hmm. of a prospect, though. Mm-hmm. Um, Rafael Batista is the other guy. Roddy Reed. Uh, none of those guys, except for Stevenson, would I would I really consider a prospect. Mm-hmm. And and Stevenson is more of the well, he's a prospect for the Nats type of guy than he is like a guy that other people in baseball are really following that closely. Yeah. And in the pen, there really isn't anybody that that's kind of worth looking at you i think right now they they just have the same names you saw all year right um and yeah as the advanced scout that i am i have seen stevenson play and my snap judgment is that guy's not much of a player i, I mean he the, the sort of consensus floating out there is he's like maybe he, he'll end up before that fielder mm-hmm. and, and so he, a matt dendecker type i guess uh I mean, it is what it is. I mean, you need you need that type of player. You need depth on in your minor leagues. Uh, you just don't want the Andrew Stevenson to be in the spot Victor Robles is, and you hoping he comes up big. I'm a I'm a big fan of your I'm a big fan of your player comp right there, a Matt Dindecker type. That's a very good Nats comp. <laughs> good pull. Right. Um, Langer hands. I can I can toss out. Yes, some. is there a very Langer hang Langer hangs ish? <laughs> he's um, he's completely Langer hands ish. Um, Let's see. Uh, with Robles, just looking forward to next year real quick. Um, I guess it depends what happens with Worth, but do you think Robles starts the season next year in the minors? You know, I hmm. I would say yes, um, but I don't have any real mm-hmm. reason to back that up. Because I, I think what's going to happen, I mean, Bryce, assuming he's here and I mean, he's healthy. Mm-hmm. We'll be playing and then Eaton plays. And then, and you have to look at Matt Taylor's, I mean, Michael Taylor's mm-hmm. season this year and say, all right, this guy should be playing every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, he may not play as well as he's played this year, mm-hmm. but he certainly deserves that chance. And if Victor Robles isn't starting for you, I think you'd rather have him get at bats. So I think you send him in down to triple a, not that Michael A. Tater is like, had a phenomenal year. I see what you did there. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. He's had the type of, like an unexpectedly good year, in my opinion. I, I wasn't, I don't know, just watching the last couple of seasons, I thought he was, even though he's still a young guy, I thought he was kind of what he was, but he's he's overperformed this year. Yeah, uh, he has done what people wanted him to do. Now, now there are some things to suggest that, you know, he, he might be 
it, it might be a flash in the pan. He might be uh-huh. more the guy that he was than than this uh-huh. guy. Uh-huh. But uh, but it's I mean you got to take him. I mean he's been a hundred games now. You have to take his stats for what they are and, and let him see if he can repeat it. Um, uh-huh. You know worst case scenario is he end up what he was, which is a guy that strikes out a lot, hits under two fifty, and and hits some balls out of the park. Um, with with solid defense, and I think that's a useful player too. That that's mm-hmm. definitely a guy you can use as a fourth outfielder. Um, their best players have you know had such good years. You know, like Rendon, Murphy, Zimmerman, Harper. It's a little, I guess, a little overlooked, or it could be overlooked that they've had the emergence of these like secondary or even like utility type players, like Defoe and uh, Taylor and Adam Lins had a good year, and they got Harry Kendrick. Like that just seems like a really big difference from years past. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of the 2012 team where mm-hmm. we had a lot of injuries, and that's had a lot of injuries, and and Lombardozzi was decent, and Tyler Moore picked up, and Chad uh, Tracy had a good year. Mm-hmm. Um, are these guys better than those guys? Yeah, uh, they are, but mm-hmm. I'm not it, not quite sure going forward if it's something to be that mm-hmm. excited about. I mean, Kendrick right. won't be here next year. Lind may or may not. He has a, a kind of pricey for the Nats option for a bench guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Defoe, for all that he's done, and, and it's been pretty well, is still a below average hitter and mm-hmm. really not a guy that, that you want to hit against right-handers. He mm-hmm. has very high platoon splits. So I'm not sure it's going to translate to future success, but I th- enjoy it while you can because this is the type of year where these things happen, where you get these higher win totals and you get teams like winning in the playoffs and stuff like this with mm-hmm. these guys just having that season. Mm-hmm. And the only thing you can bet on is that Adam Lind next year will probably have questionable facial hair as usual. I mean, that's really the only thing you can bet on. Um, I'm, I'm going for mutton chops. <laughs> what happened last night with Max Scherzer and like 118 pitches or whatever? I, I kind of missed this whole topic. Well, apparently Max Scherzer wants to, you know, he, he's not the type of guy that just gets to 100 pitches and goes out of the game. Mm-hmm. He regularly will go beyond that, often kind of scraping 120. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't done it recently um, because of his injuries and, and other reasons. And he wants to get back to that level because I think he's thinks I'm going to need to pitch at least that many pitches in the playoffs. I want to go seven. I want to go eight. I want to complete the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so he wants to work up to that. And they had the goal last night of getting him between 110 and 120. And by God, they stuck to it. Um, I don't think, and a, a lot of Nats fans agree with me, that that was the right decision. I think you looked at Scherzer when he was at 100 pitches, and you're like, this guy's got nothing. <laughs> um, and you take him out and say, look, we'll try again next time. But, you know, there's a lot of trust there that with the organization and Max and with Dusty and Max that he's not going to pitch if he thinks he's going to hurt himself. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what they truly believe, and they're running with it. Um, so if Max wants to go 110 to 120, it, to them it doesn't matter if he's pitching poorly as long as he thinks he's not hurting himself. Yeah, and I guess the it's, only opinion it's a gamble. the only opinion that really matters is the opinion of uh, like if you have a toothpick and two large wristbands, then your opinion matters on how long how deep the starters can go. I mean, did you think it was an yeah. issue? Were you fine with it? I I can't say I'm fine with it because I at this point, you know, 
looking at last season and and other seasons in the past, you know, 2012 we had the shutdown. 2016 you had Ramos going out with the late season injury and you had Strasburg not being ready. You really don't want the playoffs to be defined by these guys getting hurt. So at this point I I'm just exercise extreme caution. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't not play these guys. They have to be you know, they can't you don't want them to be rusty. Mm-hmm. But don't push them is all I'm asking. And then I feel like they definitely were pushing and and apparently that is what Max is asking for, but I I would just say to him, no, we're not gonna push you. If you want to push yourself in the playoffs, we'll try that, but not not now. Are Strasbourg, Geo and Roark in good form at this point? Uh Strasburg definitely. I mean, he's one of the hottest pitchers in baseball. How right many now. scoreless innings does he have? Um, I think he's got like four straight starts with no no it's, runs. It's in the in the low twenties, low to mid twenties. I, I can't give you an exact number yeah. now, but something like that. And, it, and Tanner, it's impressive. Ro- whatever Ro- that's an impressive it, number. Anything over it like, is anything over like eight is an impressive number. <laughs> yeah, anything anything more than one shutout in a row is yeah. impressive. Uh, and and he'll be possibly running up on a Hershiser's record, but it seems more likely that if he does make it this season, it'll have to continue to next year. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Rourke has looked really well, really good the last couple of starts he's had. He's he's not walking anybody, uh, which is important for him. Um, Gio has looked more like old Gio um, the last couple of starts, which is a little bit concerning, but... All right, technical difficulty there. Uh, you were talking about Geo and how, with the year he's had, you know, he's going to start in the playoffs. Yeah, you you want him to start because of how he's done so far, it's from like you know May through probably like the close to the end of August. He was one of the better pitchers in baseball, and that's the chunk of the season. He's just going to gamble that he's going to be closer to that than what he's been the last couple of days. Um, and and he gives a nice contrast. You got the hard throwing Scherzer and Strasburg from the right side, and then all of a sudden you got to face Geo. Um, you like to have a lefty in there to give him a different look. Um, mm-hmm. So so they're going to start, and I think that I think that's just a solid solid four for the playoffs. And in the bullpen, um, I think there's no there's been no. I mean, has there been any changes? I, I think there's something about Madsen had a had a issue, but he's still going. Yeah, he had a little bit of a finger issue. It was kind of hinted that it had something to do with how he's throwing one of his pitches, and he's going to have to kind of uh, cut back on throwing that pitch as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's been the only hiccup. I think really what's going on now is they're trying to find out who are the guys they're going to use if it's not Kinsler, Doolittle, and Madsen. I mean, you, you can run those guys out there, but you can't run them out there every game you can't run them out there in the fourth, fifth, sixth if someone crashes. So they're looking at the different guys and deciding who they want to go with. Um, Solis, Solis has looked pretty good recently. Albers has had a great season and is probably mm-hmm. the four, fourth choice that you go with. Mm-hmm. Um, Kelly's not looked good. No. Um, so that's another thing to watch down the stretch is, is how these guys do because someone's got to emerge, it seems like Albers, as the fourth guy and – other guys are going to have to be used at different points in the game, and you want everybody like performing at a high level. Well, what I want is that, like in the playoffs, when Solis and 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 or you know, um, Kelly come in the game, that 
they reset all the stats. So on the scoreboard, uh, on the broadcast, they don't show their like 7.80 ERAs. I feel like that's just not going <laughs> to give a guy confidence when his ERA is over seven. Hmm. Maybe they can just show like a everybody has their one at bat that they love. Yeah. Oh, I love how I pitched against that guy. Show no, that on the board. Just reset it. Zero point zero zero. It's a new season. <laughs> Don't worry about what happened the last one sixty two. Um, what about the other division winners? Like, I mean, it looks like the the NL Central still too close to call. I guess the Cubs, you know, have the have the uh, the advantage there, but. What's going on in the NL West? Like, are are the Nats going to catch the Dodgers? Is that in the it, realm? I, I, you know, like it's funny because like two weeks ago you said that's impossible, that's never going to happen. Uh, three days ago you might have said, hey, there, there's something here, there's a chance. But the Nats just lost two in a row. The Dodgers won two in a row. So what was like a three and a half game deficit is now five and a half games. Yeah. Um, it is something to watch this weekend. Uh, you know, if the Nats don't lose another game in the standings to them tonight, they have a three game set versus the Dodgers at home. And and if they take all of them, if they sweep, or even if they take two out of three, it does make it more interesting down the stretch. And if they catch the Dodgers, they're, pretty likely to be the best record in all of baseball. I mean, Cleveland seems like they'll never lose again, but they'll, they'll lose again. <laughs> Do the Nats even want to finish with the best record, or would they be better off facing the Cubs or whoever wins the NL Central? If I had the choice, I would rather them play the Cubs. Um, I just don't think they've gotten it together this year. I don't think they've gotten their hidden pitching on the same page, and I'm not as fearful as, of the weird wuss as other people might be. Um, the, weird, the weird wuss being I, Joe Madden. Being Joe Madden, yes. um, I I I just don't think they have it this year, um, and I really personally I like the the Diamondbacks as a team. Um, I thought they were set up pretty well to begin with, and kind of just had an off year last year. Now with JD Martinez hitting like a superstar, they got two guys in their lineup you don't want to pitch to. They have four good starting pitchers, so they can go deep into a series. You could take the chance that you end up with the Rockies, who I think are the worst team by far out of the choices. I'd rather face them than the Cubs, but you don't know if you're going to face them. Um, I do kind of want to see a Bud Black, Dusty Baker, winner take, who should have been the manager prize. Um, but uh, I don't want to take the chance of facing the Diamondbacks in a series. I would, I would, rather, I would rather face the Cubs. And Diamondbacks-Dodgers would be interesting. Uh, I think the Diamondbacks have taken two series off them during this, like, L.A. skid, right? Yeah. Uh, I think that what we'd like to see that. I mean, we'd end up with the Diamondbacks in the NLCS if we played them. But, uh, yeah, they've, they've done a number on the Dodgers recently. And I just really think that that the, the Nationals would be better served playing the Cubs or the Milwaukee Brewers. Not the not the Cardinals. There might be some psychic damage that we yeah. have to get past there. Yeah. Well, uh, if they do get the Cubs, Bryce Harper may set the the series record for walks. So there's that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's just uh, I I want to see them win the NLDS, and I, I honestly I don't care who it's against. Yeah. At this point, it's just kind of like I just throw who if you can promise me a win, then have me face the American League All-Stars and the 
division series, have me face the 27 Yankees. Don't care. Just just get a win. <laughs> yes, that's a successful season. So uh, anything else to watch for as, as we circle the drain on the regular season? No, I, I think that's we pretty much covered everything. Uh, any award everybody, contenders or any of the guys like in the mix for MVP or Cy Young? Like, like realistically, uh, sure not just like, you know, top three or whatever, but like actually could win it. I mean, sure, Bryce Harper was on track for an MVP-type season, but the injuries kind of derailed him, and I think it's Paul Goldschmidt's to win, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, he's hitting just about as well, and, and, you know, people like a new team rising. Uh, Scherzer is in line for the Cy Young, but last night hurts him. It'll, it'll raise all the uh, ERA and stuff like that, that he had advantages against uh, Kershaw. In comparison, and Kershaw won his last game, so now there's a there's like a three game gap, I think, in the in the win totals. I think there's just going to end up with you know Kershaw having like 19 wins and Scherzer having like 15, and I think people are going to have a hard time getting past that. Yeah, I still, in a weird way, have a hard time with like the Cy Young winner having 15 wins. I know it's stupid, but it's just strange. Yeah, but in in this case, they're both. Legit Cy Young, so it's it's more just that being the deciding factor as opposed to people, you know, picking Bartolo Colon when he won twenty games or feeling having to be convinced to pick Felix when he was winning thirteen games for bad teams. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Well, I feel refreshed now. I feel like I've got I've got a handle on what's going on with the Nats, and now I can go back to setting my fantasy football lineup. I appreciate it. If any of our listeners want to follow along, they can read Harper at Harper Gordek on Twitter and also at NatsBaseball.blogspot.com, and you can always follow along with us here at the Mr. Irrelevant Podcast. And yeah, it would be nice if the Nationals actually won a playoff series. <laughs>